Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life. Or if I get one more text or question about whether I'm the Miriam W. in that journal piece, I'm literally going to spit. I mean, literally. Guys, you know me already. Do you think that if I was quoted in the journal, I wouldn't have used my whole name? Come on. Rookie mistake. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Seal Network and Smart Alec Extraordinaire. You can find me here right after Allison, right before Nahum's live lunch. And today the live lunch will be Labadik. It is week three of the Machatanim on the air. Yes, I think we should rename the live lunch the Machatanim on the air simply because we are the Machatanim. So Nahum and I will be on the live lunch We'll be hosting the live lunch in about a half an hour. Don't miss a moment of it. We have a lot to talk about for sure. Um, and we have a lot to talk about for sure. Yeah, that's fine, Nahum. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Nahum is here in the studio with me before our live lunch. Folks, it's my weekly reminder to wash your hands with soap and water and make sure to exercise social distancing when possible. And of course, Wear masks when and where necessary. Let's go through what I would like to refer to as the obvious. I am not saying that the spread of corona is completely avoidable. I don't think anyone is saying that. However, however, the experts have been saying consistently that wearing masks and social distancing limits the amount of spread of the virus. So being that there are precautions that can be taken to limit the spread... So that, I don't know, we don't have to close more schools, and we don't have to close schools, and we don't have to be the subject of every headline in New York with our communities being at the forefront of the outbreak going on right now. Do we really need another reason or any more reasons not to put on a mask? Give me a break. Folks, it's literally common sense. I can't be the most logical person out there. That says nothing about humankind. I can't be the most logical person out there. Put on a mask. Not that hard. You know, there are like these silly billboards when you're driving through New York on all these digital um, printouts, readouts, whatever, on the highway that give you updates about traffic, etc. So now there's one that says, one small ask, wear a mask. Okay, I got to tell you, you know, it's six words, but it packs a punch. It's the least of the silly things that I have read on the highway these days. One small ask, wear a mask. We don't want more schools to close. Not good for kids, not good for parents, not good for communities. And frankly, it is just embarrassing. Let's get this done. Let's have a safe Yom Kippur. Let's have a safe Sukkot or as safe as we possibly can be. Okay, I'm done with my rant for today. Um, I want to note that today is National Punctuation Day. Yes, grammar saves lives. If you've ever seen the book Eats, Shoots, Leaves, yeah, that's one of my favorite books because it talks about the importance of grammar simply by using punctuation in the proper places. Of course, my favorite sentence is, is I like to eat grandma and I like to eat comma grandma. Don't eat grandma. Grammar saves lives. It's also Bluebird of Happiness Day. I don't know what that means, frankly, but I thought it was fun. Um, It's Remember Me Thursday. It is World Maritime Day, which is always the last Thursday of, um, of September. 
Who knew? And it's Hug a Vegetarian Day tomorrow. I know. I'm available for hugs. Not from everybody, but I'm available for hugs. So tomorrow is National Hug a Vegetarian Day. I think it's hysterical. By the way, I didn't realize this, um, and I could bring this up with our guest in a few moments, but I, I have too much to talk to her about, as I always do. But yesterday, who knew? Yesterday was National Zatar Day. I know. I It's National Zatar Day yesterday. That is the craziest thing ever. But tomorrow being National Hug a Vegetarian Day, I think is frankly more exciting. So if you need me, I'm around. Not a problem. National Hug a Vegetarian Day is tomorrow. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I am thrilled as ever to welcome back Susie, Susie Fishbein to the show this morning. As you know, she's an American Orthodox Jewish, Jewish kosher cookbook author, media personality, cooking teacher, culinary tour leader, and frankly, I think everybody's best friend. If you're on Susie, if you're a member, I should say, of Susie's fan page on Facebook, you literally think you're her best friend because she's so nice. She's like one of those people who's legitimately just so nice and it comes through with everything she does. And as you know, her Kosher by Design series of cookbooks for Art Scroll was a runaway bestseller, over 500,000 copies sold. And I love speaking to her on the air and I welcome her back this morning live from Jerusalem. Good morning, or I should say good afternoon, Susie. Hi, actually live from Herzliya Patua. Oh, even better. My gosh. I saw the uh-huh. That is that's a good place to quarantine. My lord. Absolutely. So, first of all, a gmar khatimatova to you and your entire family. Thank you. Thank you and everyone Thank you. everyone in your quarantine apartment. And um, a particular shout out to your mom, who not only <laughs> is a fan favorite to anybody who knows her, but also is such an active participant in everything you have going on in that quarantine. I just, I mean, I applaud her. She is amazing. She, she is quite the sport and she's front and center for every activity. Yeah, my God. She is like the, she is like the young Nietzsche in camp who just wants to raise their hand for everything. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's, let's take a step back for a second. First of all, you are in quarantine in Israel. You are in Herzliya. The two, the two questions everyone wants to know is, number one, what are you doing there? And number two, most importantly, how did you get there? Okay, so this is the story. My daughter made Aliyah from her seminary year, my daughter Jody. Um, she did two years of Sherwood Lumi and fell in love with a fantastic guy. They got engaged, and they were scheduled to get married this Thanksgiving. Everything was in order, and then Corona hit. And so they decided to move up the wedding, and we got special visas as family members are allowed, um, including a two-week quarantine, but special visas that actually allow you into the country. And we decided... Um, that since, you know, things were likely not going to be exactly how the kids had envisioned, um, that we really wanted to make quarantine itself an event. Um, as I said, Jody made Aliyah, um, and I have a married daughter. So anyone that has either or one of those situations, um, you know, is lucky enough to have those situations, you know, it is somewhat of a fracture in your family that you really very rarely get, 
your whole family together. Now, Jody had come home for two weeks before we left for Israel um, to have a shower, to pick up her shadle, to do everything she needed to do, you know, pre-wedding. So she was flying back to Israel with us. So it was literally my entire family. My God bless my son-in-law, Amit. He um, gave, you know, his blessing for my daughter, Katie, to leave him really for three and a half weeks wow. um, and come here. So my entire, you know, nuclear immediate family plus my mom, Got in our hazmat suits, boarded <laughs> United flight, and and came. So and that's what brought us to Herzliya. Normally we're we're big, you know, Jerusalem apartment renters, uh, rentals of distinction are my you know my go-to people. But we decided that we really wanted the space to really really make that you know make the quarantine an event. And this house sort of has played a role. It's almost like its own role in in this quarantine because it's it's huge and it's beautiful and it has a swimming pool and. We are just having the time of our lives. We're just literally on vacation, tuned, trying to tune out all the noise of the outside world. Because um, every time we do tune in, the, the news gets worse and worse for what kind of shape the actual wedding will take. But we're we're loving this time together. And um, Jody's fiance Yosef has been able to socially distance and, and visit with us. Which, because of Corona, um, my husband had never even met him because we had four scheduled trips and they all were canceled. Wow. So it was, you know, love at first sight, you know, here, but it was really only over Zoom that they had even met um, beforehand. So it's just a, such a strange situation. And it was kind of like, I don't know, a call to service for me. I mean, for anyone that knows my cookbooks and knows me personally or even knows my work and my career, you know, I don't like to leave things up to chance. I am very detail-oriented. And give me a project, and I will jump right on it. So I gave myself this project to actually make quarantine fun and active. And well, and I printed up a program of activities, <laughs> and that's what people are seeing unfolding on the Suzy Fishbine's fan page on Facebook because I've decided that, you know, normally my Facebook is all about food. My feeling is if people follow me, it's because they want to know about recipes. They want their recipe questions answered. And my own personal life really was not worth sharing in that forum. Um, but I decided to, to really be a little bit more laid back and let people come along for this journey. This is such a sad time for so many people, and it's such an isolating time that I think people are just happy to share in someone else's simcha and to live vicariously through this adventure, and that's how we're choosing to look at it as an adventure. I totally agree with you, and I actually applaud the fact that you went out of your comfort zone for this in terms of posting and sharing your personal situation or your your personal quote unquote adventure with everyone because yes there is a tremendous amount of negativity and a tremendous amount of of a, a crazy number I should say of reasons to be down and reasons to be depressed and reasons to be saddened about the state of so many things in this world however however uh, uh, before that, we, we should also note that obviously quarantine in general for most people is a, a time of tremendous stress. And all these kids who are mm -hmm. who are in yeshiva who have had to quarantine in small confined spaces, it is not easy. And mental health professionals have been incredibly vocal about making sure that people get help if they are, you know, if they find themselves in stressful situations and, and they don't feel that there's a way out, there's always somebody to talk to. But you have taken this opportunity to say, listen, we can make something out of our situation. I'm not saying everyone can do it. 
I'm not saying everyone is in our situation. Everyone has the opportunities that we have. But I'm taking my situation, and we're going to make the best out of it. And I hope you'll come along with us. And I think that is inspiring. So while you went out of your comfort zone for this, it was so worth it. Because you are, you're making people smile through what is a challenging, challenging situation for the world, but also a challenging situation for you and other people like you in quarantine. Well, thank you. And I'm glad people are having fun watching it. And they really are. I mean, the fans are just so lovely and generous in, in what they're saying and, you know, in the cheering on of, of all the activities, you know, that we, uh, you know, that I've been posting. And, and it's just, it's nice to have fun, happy things to look at, you know, and to talk about. Um, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Susie Fishbein joins us this morning. She has been documenting, of course, virtually documenting her quarantine with her family as they are in Herzliya preparing, I should say, for her daughter's upcoming wedding. Now, you have made a wedding non-corona and you are making a wedding during corona. Both, yes, both, correct. right. Both, I'm sure, have had their stresses. But as a person, as you mentioned, who is detail oriented and doesn't leave things up to chance, how much has this challenged you in terms of prepping for this wedding? It's so funny you say that because um, we've gotten to know via Zoom um, our future Machatanim incredibly well in the planning of the original wedding in the unplanning and the de-planning and the replanning in the unplanning in the replanning <laughs> and we've we've gotten very very close and very bonded and um and Susie Jaffe who's my my future Mahatana sister to me with all that we have been through I feel like we have been mishpacha for 20 years and I couldn't agree with her more you know nobody can understand what we're going through more than someone who's been through it as you are someone who has been through it Miriam but for people who have not it's it's really you know obviously it's a model dicker thing these kids found each other they love each other they're an amazing couple they have a wonderful future ahead of them please god um but you know what you want to have a wedding you want to mark the occasion you want your friends to dance with you at your wedding and every day you know something else is being taken away from what we've had planned for this wedding but at the end of the day you know when we said to them do you want to move it the answer was no absolutely not we want to get married and i think that's what a lot of these young Kids are saying that, no, at the end of the day, yes, although we want our beautiful wedding, we really just want to be married. And obviously, that's the answer you want to hear. Right, um, right. <laughs> but it's still, it's still not a happy thing. I'm not, I'm not going to put a you know, smiley face on that. You know, I'm just, it's, it's, it's the, wedding, the actual, you know, wedding planning is very, it's, it's stressful. And in the unknown, it's stressful, right. you know? A hundred percent. And I would, I would venture to and say. And now with Israel under a complete lockdown, right. like, well, you know. Right. We'll be able to get the gown. We'll 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 be able to get flowers. Well, you know how how are things going to work? But we decided we're not doing this anymore. We're just going to take it a day at a time. And right now, our days at a time are fantastic and fun and lively and light. So, and what comes, you know, next week, we'll we'll deal with a hundred percent. And it's such a healthy way to approach this situation. So yesterday was pasta making, which to hear from Susie Fishbein, right? Color for pasta making. Pasta making. Right. It was colorful pasta making. There's this Instagram or salty, salty in Seattle that makes these spectacular, colorful, healthful pastas. It's not food coloring. In fact, she just did one of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg that is just a work of art. Anyhow, so I bought a book and did a little study up on it and was able to find a lot of the ingredients kosher, things like blue spirulina and turmeric 
and beet powder and dragon fruit powder, you know, things that would color the pasta dough. Pasta I know how to make. I do that in my culinary center, um, in, um, you know, in my summer program. Um, and, you know, everybody laughed when I said we're coming here with 18 bags, but the 18 bags are full of things like pasta rollers and equipment and double zero flour and, you know, that was yesterday's activity. Today are the Olympics. Yeah, um, I have Joey to hear about wine. that. We had a Livingston-wide family um, style of Olympics, so we're, we're sort of bringing that back quarantine style, um, you know, with different activities having to do with quarantine. We we zumbled. We had a midnight mitachad grab bag um, oh where, um, you know, everybody pulled in the tachad out of a grab bag and had a model it, including uh, Cal and my son Eli and, and, and you know, and Yosef and it was a blast. It was just light and fun, and um, yeah, we're we're definitely partying it up. And of course, you know, because I, I I do love details. When we arrived, everybody received a gorgeous. Thank God for my friends at art school. A gorgeous printed quarantine brochure that included the schedule of events. Oh my And word. a bag of bedew duds oh. that were you know personalized for each event. Oh um, my the gosh! Party has a picture of my daughter in a mitachad all over the pants and. Today's Quarantine Olympics has a picture of her from that first birthday party. So, um, you know, to get people in the spirit. Fabulous. <laughs> bring a whole lot of props. Totally. Fa- yeah, it was funny because when you posted about the 18 bags I and then that you had this whole you had this whole program planned. I was wondering if there were clothing in any of the 18 bags or it was just props and necessities. <laughs> we do have our gowns for the wedding. That definitely made it into the bags. <laughs> I, I, that, that is actually reassuring because I wonder with you if you would wonder whether you should take the double zero flower or you should pack another <laughs> pair of shoes. I would, I would venture that that was actually a thought process in your head for the moment. Not an easy choice. <laughs> for and sure. God bless Cal. My husband is the best. He just goes with it. He just keeps saying, you sure? Are, are you sure? Are, uh, are you sure? And I'm just, just slap it, just slap it, honey. Just slap it. You're going to see why we need it. You're going to see. <laughs> right. Don't ask, don't tell applies to conversations like this. A hundred percent. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Single Network. I'm joined by Susie Fishbein, who's presently in quarantine with her, with her nuclear family and with her mom as they're prepping for her daughter's wedding, please God, after Sukkot. Let's talk for a second about the pre-trip conversations that took place in your house. I'm sure that both your son and your husband and everyone involved had real questions and concerns as to how this was going to move forward. Obviously, your son is Zooming classes from Israel, and people have had to re um, organize their work situations and events oh, and of everything. Course. So talk to my me. My son for- is a first semester senior. Ugh. My daughter is a PhD student. My third daughter is, um, a, a, you know, she's a pediatric oncology nurse. So to say that these kids really wanted to wanted to show their love for their sister. They basically have checked out of their lives. I mean, they're doing the best they can. I don't want to out my son, but he did have his Gemara class while he was floating in the pool last night. <laughs> 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 He's like, that's fine, that's fine. Are you there? And he's like, I'll be at the reception, Rabbi. I'm that's coming. And he's toweling off. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. <laughs> but everyone is really doing the best they can. And look, you know what? My daughter, who's a PhD, uh, a PsyD uh, candidate, she's she's working till 2, 3 in the morning, uh. Um, you know, getting her papers in. And, and you know, everybody's kind of doing their thing. But this, this, house that we rented from, um, it, it was a company called Cozytal, um, C-O-S-Y-T-A-L. They do stuff outside of Jerusalem where it's more houses. Okay. It, it, it just has made it so doable wow. because there's space and there's different mere pesos so people can do 
their work. And, you know, Cal is running his business from here. And, you know, I see Mimi the only one on vacation. Even my mom is not because she signed up to do a talus bag for Yosef, and it just arrived the day before we left. Oh. So she has been, you know, working, uh, you know, her fingers. I'm, I'm the one with all the free time to plan the fun activities and, and decide where we're ordering in dinner from. So <laughs> it's really... Um, it's really a, a, a lucky. Uh, it's really a lucky time. Please God, everyone should just stay healthy. Right. You know, while we're here, flying was definitely a little tense. Yeah, I was going to ask um, you about the hazmat suits because when I saw you come, you know, in your pictures post flight in the white um, in the white suits, I was wondering if you had been able to stay in those suits for eleven hours on the plane. We did. We did. Somebody said, are there catheters in those suits? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I got booties for, my, for, for everybody's shoes in case they did have to go to the bathroom or stretch their feet just so that they can cover their shoes. Um, were you yeah, the I only the ones part, really on the, Were you the only ones on the plane dressed accordingly? We were. That's <laughs> we fine. Were, but to let people know that we were not lunatics, we, we wore, you know, Jody wore a, a tag that said bride and Cal wore father of the bride and I wore mother of the bride. So we actually got some, some chuckles in addition to the crazy stares, but I'm not peer pressurable. Those stares did not get me. Yeah, I, I'm, I just I, kept thinking eye on the prize. <laughs> I'm, sh- I'm shocked that you even noticed. I, I, I would not necessarily have noticed or I probably would have waved back. What was, um, <laughs> what was the most challenging part about the flight in general? Was it the suits or was it the, just the, the, the confinement or was it the tension? Honestly, the tension because not everybody uh, was wearing masks and pe- mm. and there were people that had masks on that weren't covering their noses and there was a lot of yelling between the flight attendants and those people and um, the inability to follow, you know, directions and that was, that really did cause tension. Um the inability to follow instructions when you got off and you had to wait on certain lines to present your papers for where you're going to quarantine and, you know, to show all those special papers and everyone was huddled in a group even though they were asking you to spread out. And I don't know. People just, uh, you know, my daughter likes to use the word exceptionalism, um, Mm. that everyone thinks they're their own certain case, you know, their own special case. And that, that is, you know, that became a very tense place for us to be after getting off that flight. So. Wow. Um, but it's over, and thank God we got here safely, and we're now on day eight. So we've got everyone to just stay healthy, and we have another week in this paradise. And so, and tell me we'll, what the so tell me what the schedule is for the rest of quarantine. So we're we're done with quarantine. Okay. And by the way, I want you to know something. I have never made pasta. That I feel like I'm in confession. I have never Ooh. made. I know because I wanted to do it with Susie when we go to you know Provence, but um, or wherever <laughs> we're supposed to be going. Please God, we should be able to resume those trips soon. But um, absolutely. So, but to, to to watch you make all of this and to even hear you say that it wasn't as easy as you as it looked in the book, I was like, okay, okay. Even even pasta making in general, Miriam, is very easy. I didn't have a mixer here. We did it all by hand. Right. But the addition of the different additives of you know the colored right. um, helpful additives definitely changed texture. And to get everything, I mean, I brought with me a like a pastry bike, and I brought with me a roller. But you know, it, the first time you do anything, it, it takes a little bit of, of, of effort. But in the end, so we did our own thing. So we didn't have beautiful striped pastas, but we had gorgeous tie dye looking pastas. So you gotta kind of give yourself a 
a break. Well, and there's a woman, there's a reason why that woman wrote a book about beautiful pastas and we bought the book. You know, not everybody can be an expert in everything and that's okay. And you put your own stamp on it and we certainly, uh, Jody made an Israeli flag pasta. I saw that one. We did some good stuff. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So, okay. So today were the, were the Olympics and now what's tomorrow? Today are the Joe Olympics. Joe Olympics. Okay. There happens to be a little tension in the house at the moment because tomorrow is the chocolate chip cookie throwdown. Oh. Eli Fishbine and myself are the high cookie team, and we are facing the dojos. And we have, at least my team, has been working diligently to perfect our recipe. I will give you some inside scoop. We are going with a brown butter chocolate chunk cookie. The other team, they're resting on their laurels. They're using local ingredients. I brought all my stuff, flavor sealed. We've practiced. We're ready to go. But the other team has the bride on it, so there's a lot of trash talking going on that they're sort of resting on the laurels of the fact that they have the bride. And they're sort of trying to influence the judges, um, because there are three judges here who are not participating. Um, we'll have to see how it turns out. You'll, well, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see if it's an honest competition or not. Well, who are we the judges? bowling coming up. We have um, some Mahjong poolside featuring strange snacks. Um, I discovered a Kit Kat flavored like apple pie. I can't imagine that oh that's any good. God. So picked up a selection <laughs> of strange snacks to serve poolside. Um, we'll be making coffee for the new Jaffe. That, that's coming up. Um, my family has been for, I don't know, 15 years already, as many families do, but we actually take it to a professional level. We, we play the doppelganger gang like so many do, but it's time to really, you know, see who, who has the ultimate doppelganger call. So I had printed up like, um, you know, like, like, like fantasy football thing, like where they do, um, like where they, where where they, what what is it called? A bracket. Like a giant poster. Right. So I had printed up a giant bracket for the top 36 doppelgangers, blew up pictures. Lord, I hope Um, my brother, Lord, I hope my brother heard me use the word bracket. Yeah. Okay. Go on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming out with that word. Yeah. So we, we still have some really nice things. Uh, so great. Coming up. So great. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got to tell you, as, as, as a Susie fan and a member of the Facebook page, and in general a Susie fan, the fact that I'm suffering from FOMO regarding being <laughs> in your quarantine experience is just a st- I mean, I'm not sure if it makes me pathetic or if it just shows how great you have turned the situation and I think it's fabulous and I want to wish everybody in your quarantine house and the entire Fishbine family and of course, of course, the Specter family, I want to wish everyone first Thank of all you. a Mazel Tov and second of all a Gmar Chatimatova and as someone said to me, I wish you a healthy and a normal year. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, I mean. Absolutely. Yep. And and I can't wait to see more posts. I can't wait to continue this quarantine with you. And really, Susie, Thank on you. behalf of so many people who are looking for something to smile about, like this is this is really smile worthy. So we appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing it with me. Thanks uh, for being happy for my family. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when I got Malcolm on the phone before, he said, I want to wish you a, a, a huge mazel tub on the big event. I said, I'll take the huge mazel tub, but it's likely to be a small event. But in some <laughs> way, shape, or form, right. <laughs> we will be having, um, you know, a, a, please God, a wedding coming up and, uh, and, and, and should just be, you know, with mazel. And, and, and for everyone out there who's in a similar circumstance, you know, just, it should just be your simplicity should be with mazel, even if they're different than the way you envision them. Um, 
I mean, you know, we'll all look back at this as just a strange time, but, you know, please God, lots of bar mitzvah boys will still be able to get up and lane, and lots of happily married couples will begin their lives, and it should just, you know, th- those moments and those events should be with bracha uh, going forward. Amen. We should just be filled with bracha. Susie, thank you again, and uh, keep posting. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Oh, she's always so much fun. So hard to end conversations with Susie. The uh, The afternoon continues with a full day of programming. The live lunch starts in just a few moments, hosted by Nachum. And, of course, as I mentioned, we will have a exciting and inspirational dialogue as our conversation, or I should say Nachum's conversation, with Cantor Benny that started this morning or took place this morning on JM and the AM also made me suffer from FOMO. And so we have asked Cantor Benny to join us during today's live lunch and to continue our conversation or their conversation, I should say. I keep saying our because I can't wait to be a part of it. The conversation about davening for the Umud and for leading services during these Corona high holidays. Throwback Thursday is at 1 p.m. Encore of JM Rewind is at 4 p.m. And the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zamek starts at 7 p.m. Don't miss Nahum as he hosts JMAM tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time. And Avrami hosts Saturday Night Seagull, Mazda Shabbos at 9 p.m. Matas hosts JM Sunday, Sunday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. I want to wish everyone a gmar chatima tova, a reminder to please go to fjbunity.org and help support everything we do here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We are closing today with Yishai Rebai's Ochila that I have, uh, that I posted on Facebook, got so much response from, very inspirational and moving. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.